You're listening to another Mariners podcast by the fans and for the fans with news and views on the Claret and Blues. Yeah, no one, man. Have a listen. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Mariners podcast. We hope everybody is fit and well and enjoying life. And uh, as usual, um, joining... Myself, Chris, in the King George Studios, the delectable Ronnie Pete. You are you, Ron? I am. I'm absolutely fine. You? Aye, spot on. Spot on. Particularly given the fact that uh, the Mariners are unbeaten this season so far. Yeah. yeah. Um, a six-game winning streak and uh, really haven't fully fired yet. No. Um, so, yeah, I'm quite chipper. This is it. I've been waiting for the... A very positive podcast for a while, because <laughs> we had a few dead dodgy ones last season, and then a little bit of hope during the preseason, and Aye. yeah, it's all good. Basically, what what's happened is that the the feel good around preseason has just continued into the new season, albeit with the one or two sticky patches along the way. When you consider the draws that were had, mm-hmm. but where if you look back, say the Ashton game, our first commentary of the season, yeah. Um, that was a game which perhaps last season we wouldn't have got a point, but a game which we should have won and could have won, but for some lack of composure in front of the goal, mm-hmm. but also some very poor officiating when you consider their free kick should never have been a free kick in the first place. And the Darius's equaliser, which was chalked off, was never offside. How Where they got yeah. that from, I do yeah. not know, but... Um, so you could say sticky bits, but on all all the, the the three draws that we've had, we should have won the games. Now you always say if when your home matches draw your away matches, you That's championship you're going gonna to be all right. I think it was just I think it was extra an extra lens on it because obviously we were away. The previous however many games mm. before that league games we've been beaten lots of times in a yeah. row. Yeah. So you the the spotlights on it and. I think we you, we were probably a little bit extra critical. Where but then when you look back, it was a first away game. We've got a lot of new players playing together. Mm. Uh, Ashton were physical, and all these things that you mentioned. The referee wasn't great. It wasn't a free kick. They, they, I mean, that that free kick was an absolute screamer. It was, but it was a joke of a decision to give it in the yeah. first place. Um, a screamer. We missed a few chances. The pitch wasn't great. No, it wasn't. So I think we kind of were like, I think we were a bit jaded from the season before when we're like, oh, we're going to be doing this again when yeah. we have, uh, where we kind of beat teams like Ashton away. But when you when I think back, I think it's it was a good kind of bonding experience the first time they played together away yeah. in a competitive game. Come, you know, and it's it's form that's been backed up by the fact that Ashton or flying high at the minute themselves. Mm. They're well organised, I'll give them that. They are mm. physical, they, they know what they're doing. Um, they've got Dean Saunders as son up front. Yeah, he's, he's up front. Decent player. He's a decent player. Um, mm. Caused one or two problems. But of course, our back four um, looks not quite impregnable, but is in great form. You know, mm. the, the, the signings that were made in the summer, the the positivity around them all in pre-season has just carried on into the into the regular season and uh, little doesn't break sweat ever uh, and I've got to say you know last Tuesday at Lancaster I thought Dylan Morse was 
sensational. He was. Best game I've ever seen him play for us. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I think I would uh, agree. Gary Little, he just um, exudes confidence. Mm. It's, he's already, you can just tell he's done all this before. There's nothing that's going to happen in this league that he's not dealt with before. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when big strikers, which, which he will come up against and he has, he's not going to be scared of that. No. And then when you see Dylan, Dylan Morse l- looking at that, he'd be like, well, well I'm just going to follow his lead. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, uh, I think we've always said that Dylan needs to kind of lead as well, which mm. I, on Tuesday I heard him, he was talking he, a lot. He just seemed bigger. Bigger, he, yeah. He because of the confidence. He's clearly realised that to maintain a place in the side, he has to really perform. Because yeah. when you consider we brought in Tom Broadbent, who's fit again, who, you know, he came on for the last 20 minutes at Lancaster, didn't have to do much, but he did look assured. He's just a big lad, isn't he? And... and He's got a lot of attributes, mm-hmm. both physical, but also uh, skillfully as well. Um, I think it's just competition for places. It yeah. just breeds. When you haven't got that uh, competition for places, you just get a little bit complacent. I think players do. But once you've got that competition, then you like realise, oh, God, shit, I'm going to be on the bench. Mm. I don't want to be on the bench. Mm-hmm. And then you just work harder in training, and then you get a momentum, and then before you know it, you're like, oh, I'm loving this. I'm playing better than I've been be- been playing before. If you look, if if you look back to last season or the season before, even if you, if you were without your first choice fullbacks, if we were without Blair Adams and uh, Jordan Hunter, we wouldn't we would be well knackered, for want of a better phrase. But the two lads who've come in, Josh Doherty, Connor Newton, I mean the Morpeth game, they were, ex- and that was the first game as well that they played. Yes, they were exceptional. Um, Safe pairs of hands, both of them. You nah. just you trust them. You then they're no frills, but you know that they they're not going to get over ran or out battled. No, <laughs> by a winger. Then Josh yeah. Stewart, he, he he's quicker than some people might think, yeah, yeah. and he, he has got a good left foot on him. Mm-hmm. Um, very intelligent. On Tuesday night at Lancaster, um, when he was on our side of the of the field, yes, he was making intelligent runs that. There weren't long runs, there were 20-yard runs, 15-yard mm-hmm. runs, mm-hmm. but they were creating space in behind, but also inside, and it, it's just intelligence. I think, when you mentioned about competition for places, for me, the, the, the signs that we've made have created competition for places, but, but competition in terms of football and intelligence. You know, the, the, these players, they know the game, and they've brought with them intelligence that is feeding into the other players who are already at the club yeah. you look at Will McGowan the start of the season he had you know he he was the one where when I spoke to Kevin um, Lee and Wes before the season when when we talked about him their eyes lit up you know yeah. um, and Zhao hasn't you know what he's done so far Zhao whatever he's been asked to do he's he's done it mm-hmm. um, but but they are they are part of a midfield that is firing because you know, Michael Woods and Martin Smith have come in and, and dominated, really. Nobody's perfect. They do make mistakes, but mm-hmm. we're, we're, they're human beings. But what they've brought to the party is phenomenal, really. But Woods brings so much energy, even when he looks like he's on his last legs. Remember, he still puts he, a couple of sprints. He was out of puff. Remember yeah. that? In the well, well, he needs to get on, and then the next thing you know, 
he's chasing the ball up the left wing. <laughs> and then he's he's hit a rich game, uh, grain of form with his strike and 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 his uh and his goals. I was gonna say before, as well as football intelligence, I think the, the critical thing here is these these lads don't miss many matches. No. They're there. I've sat that they've signed, passionate about it, and they're not gonna miss a match because of a niggle. They're gonna they're gonna be there. Mm-hmm. And the, having that is just tremendous. It gives you strength and depth, it gives you options because with your two fullbacks, Jordan could play wide midfield as well. Of course he could. Gives you opens well, which he, he did when player. Jamie Sterry came. Yeah, very good player in that in that, in that way. He could play wing backs. Uh, obviously Blair carries that ground injury every now and again. Doughty there. But then Blair could push up in the wing back. Mm-hmm. Doughty could play left. So it's so many options. Mm-hmm. The only reason you get those options though is if these players are going to be playing mm-hmm. all the time. And I think they are. I mean we were talking with Gary Little's dad weren't we before yeah. the Lancaster match and I think there was one season for Notts County he played every minute in every single game League and Cup <laughs> League and I mean Cup. you're talking about the Pizza Cup as well you know, right. and then I've looked at his record he doesn't miss many games for the centre half no. so yeah what we said pre-season about signing proven players who are passionate about the North East and, and being in the North East and playing for a North East club you can just see it you can see it I mean Mackenzie Heaney mm-hmm. I think he's probably took a little bit more time to settle yeah, in yeah. Um, if I'm honest I, I thought the first two three four games he didn't quite have the make the impact that I thought he might but uh-huh. particularly Geisley yeah. uh, and Lancaster those two games uh, I, I thought he had a, a decent run out against Morpeth as well if I'm honest uh-huh. but I thought the Geisley game and the Lancaster game he really he came to the party well, well impressed with his work rate. They couldn't handle him in the first half, Lancaster, down that down yeah. our right oh, there. Oh, totally not. He was absolutely what? brilliant. He was brilliant. Him and Connor Newton, great, absolutely brilliant. And uh, I think that last-minute goal he scored against Geisley just got his confidence. Because, I mean, it must be so hard for him because he was like, he was always being told he's going to be the next big thing with England and... He just tumbled down the leagues, and at some point, you want to hope to just be able to say, "Right, this is the this is the bottom, and now I can start hit, yeah, yeah. hit, hit the bottom you possibly can, and now I can start working to get on, get on a tra- trajectory, and then, you know, the world's your oyster. So you've got to praise him for his mental strength in what he's done to to even. And being a wide player in this league isn't the easiest because no. you're just getting hammered. But just men- you mentioned mental strength. You look at players in the past, you know, we've, we've had them, you know, Dan Wright, Jordan Blinko. Oh, yeah. they, they, they were England internationals and then all of a sudden, bang, <laughs> oh, imagine the bottom just, falls out of the world. You know? You're crestfallen and it takes, a lot of, it takes a lot of mental strength to get up and say, right, I'm playing in this level seven. And I've got to perform because you have to perform. Of course, you have to. There's no, you, you can't like not, you've got to go 100%. And I think the first few games, he's probably like just getting that ready, right in his yeah. mind. And then he's had a, he scored that goal and he's obviously gone to the crowd and he's loving it. And he's like, oh, this is great. And it just builds and builds. But fair play to him, honestly. When I see players like that coming back, if there was uh, Cal Roberts, he went all the way down to Blythe after mm. Newcastle. And now, 
he then he played really well there. Now he went not County. Now I think he's in the Scottish League with Aberdeen or something. Now mm-hmm. players that do that and then get all the way back have got every respect in my book. Hugely, hugely, which you know really puts into focus for me and really magnifies what we had last season. You know. Um, Cedric Maines finally left the club, and um, you know, for me, we've said it before. Well, I've said it before. He should he shouldn't have been at the club after what two minutes of his first game. Yeah. Um, he's gone to Blythe. Clearly, Graham Fenton sees something in him mm-hmm. um, that we don't. Clearly, the lad's got talent, can make an impact, but he just plays when he wants, which isn't very often. Um, I mean. I think Sai was right in the summer when he said, when he saw the, the tweet about his rehab in Holland, he, he said, oh, you mean rehash? Yeah. And he's right. Um, and he's gone to Blythe. And I heard Graham's interview after the first game and he, he said, you know, he's, he's behind everybody else because he hasn't done this and he hasn't done that. It's just deja vu. Same happening again. And I, I really hope that that doesn't come to bite Blythe on the arse because he'd be on good money and... Are they a club that can afford those types of wages? Um, and that's a worry for Blythe Spartans, if I'm honest. Jack Bodnum's gone there on loan. I think that's a good move for, for all parties. Um, and we wish Jack well. Uh, we still rate, I certainly rate him. And yeah, he's, got yeah. a, he's got a future at South Shields. I think he'll do me. him well. If he's getting his game all the time mm-hmm. in that league, he'll do him well. Confidence is a key for, for Jack. He had a good season last season. Uh, he's still young. He's still, he's still coming to terms with going from Swansea and the 23s to mm. level 7. Uh, once it comes to terms with that, gets a bit bulked up, gets a bit of experience, because there's some decent players in that league, uh, the league above us. Uh, but I think it's a, it's, a, it's a good move to get him there. I was surprised that it happened, because I mm. thought he was going to be the left-sided defender with Gary Little, who's a right-sided defender. But Tom Broadbent has Broadbent. a left foot. Yeah. So, um, so, Jack's gone to Blythe. Cedric Mate, um, Will Jenkins is doing well at Dunstan, which is good to see. He scored a screamer Crangle. the other day. Masanka's um, gone to Stafford. So there's players are getting games. Um, there's only Hooper left now. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see the back of him if possible. Um, I think he's he's performed better than uh, most last season. Yeah, but again, when he wanted to. When he wanted to. I don't know what his injury is, but you know, he's. De- I'm not sure C- Cedric Maine or Masanka has the quality to do it on a regular basis in our league, but I think Hooper has if he wants to. He, so he, he has did, to take his chance. What, he, he what he's doing here, he did exactly the same at Barnet. Yeah. Um, exactly the same. And mm. uh, particularly, and, and when you consider what Lewis Alessandra's doing, hmm. um, yes, he got his hat trick on Saturday, but. I've watched closely that he's finding his feet at this level and what he did at Lancaster um, the way he can create space mm-hmm. is a different level he's got strength he different knows how to use his body he knows when to go in when for a tackle when not to and he's got a rocket shot mm. <laughs> honestly I think on Saturday we'll see it a goal where he's just kind of pretty he nearly broke the bar against uh, <laughs> Geisley Geisley what is because I was behind the goal talking to John Melvin 
Melville, it was what a strike. And then he ripped the bar off. The keeper just got a little touch on it. Yeah. But that would have ripped the net off. Um, when you can strike the ball like that and you've got the wherewithal like he has. I know someone put on a, on our Facebook uh, page that we need someone to score 20 goals. And I was like, well, I think he has, but he hasn't got a great record of scoring over 20. But I think, I think he can this season. He can, and when you consider Michael Woods is nearly halfway there. Goodness me. Tremendous. Um, So, by and large, every single signing um, has made a massive impact. Even Dylan Motley Henry, who is rapid, always seems to be trying to get control of the ball and doesn't quite get it. And he's, he's... Final ball isn't always the final. Pro, the end product isn't always there. He does cause problems. Lancaster's defence didn't really know how to handle him last Tuesday because that's where we, I really watched him at close quarters. Um, and because of the nuisance he was making of himself, that fed off onto the other the other players. So by the way, that was brilliant to watch Lancaster's defence panic like that. That was class, wasn't it? Oh. <laughs> so funny. Uh, I think I made. I think I said during commentary. I think Teague had fifty pence head. Fifty pence. He had it higher than the stand. I stop laughing. But what? It, but our, we we were on the bus down. We were talking yeah. that that Lancaster away was going to be something of a litmus test. When you look at what we we did there in March, yeah. Um, and you look at what we did there last Tuesday, particularly in the first half. The second half was scrappy, but we never looked in any danger. Um, we, we managed the game. Our first half was sublime, really. And to have, to have made their back four look as bad as we did, <sighs> we were unstoppable. It wouldn't have been, you know, unfair to have gone in at half-time five up. Yeah, and I think what we noticed is second half, Little didn't go up No. for the for the corners. He didn't. They brought broad, broad bent on, played five at the back. You're like... We have what we hold. Yeah. No risks taken. There's no need to take risks and get a third and a fourth. There's no need for it. No. Because we don't need the goal difference just yet. So you'd rather get the three points in the bag. And I think it was it was a it was an astute decision in that. It, although Lancaster did come into it, but they didn't come into that much. No, they didn't. But they didn't. It, but because we've got the history of watching teams come <laughs> in, we, we get a little bit more sensitive about it. But it was all in uncon- on all reflection. Never look. And um. When you talk about goal difference, you keep clean sheets, the goal difference has looked after itself yep. over a course of 40-odd games. There's no doubt about it. So the, the litmus test was passed at Lancaster mm-hmm. after remaining unbeaten away from home throughout the season. So far, we're, we're, we're unbeaten, but that means we're unbeaten away from home. Our home form was our Achilles heel last year in many ways. And at the, mo- at the moment, we're, we're more than holding our own because they then... Look at Saturday's FA Cup tie at Children, and it was one of those where um, it just looked like a good team was overpowered by a very good team. Oh yeah. Um, just it was like relentless. Alessandra, Alessandra, Alessandra. You know they are they are the next level down. No disrespect to them, but Alessandra's playing against defenders at that level. And he's going to cause problems. Oh. It's as simple as that. Um, I love these goals. Yeah, fabulous. Just really good. Like different types of goals. And like, I just think, I think he might have came to the club a little bit unfit. 
mm-hmm. and getting used to the surroundings. But once he get a little bit like Gilchrist, once Gilchrist got himself settled, he was scoring a lot of goals. But I think I think this kid's gonna be this better. kid's better. It's this kid's be better. better. Yeah. Um, but you know. The, the 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 real kick on if you like stemmed from the late the last minute winner against Geisley yes. and if you look back the late ish winner against Morpeth mm-hmm. um and it's those types of things that um separates the best teams from the not so good you look you think of Man United in like Fergie time and you know injury time it's becoming like yeah. Shields time later it's like on. The, the winning mentality and it gets into your muscle memory because last season if we needed a goal in the last 15 minutes players are like I'm trying to recall when we last did it we did. in their mind whereas here they'll be like we did this two weeks ago Yeah. so they get the confidence to know that keep doing what we're doing and it'll come mm-hmm. and uh, you've just got to keep that up because if you don't have that, you, you, you're just searching and your confidence. You're not as confident. You don't take as many like calculated risks. You, you, you can't pass them the ball in field a little bit more and all that. And it was great to see Callum Ross warming up. Excellent. Just adds a bit more into that midfield. Up until his injury last year, he was probably our best midfielder. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a miss. Mm-hmm. Clearly not a miss oh, this, season, yeah. this season, but last season a huge miss. Had he stayed fit, we might just have sneaked up. Who knows? But he puts that pressure on Smith. Of course he does. Because he'd be knocking on the door. Smith has to perform, otherwise Ross will be in. But if you notice, you talk about Martin Smith, he didn't half give Jordan Hunter what for. Remember in the second half of the game at Ashton, he yes. absolutely laid into Jordan verbally. Yeah, and, yeah, I was like, yeah. and you think, shit. But Jordan must have known what he hadn't done yeah, right. I think he yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, think it it's um, when you hear the players like giving each other feedback like that, it's standards, it's high standards. High standards. It's like you're not do, you're not going to do that in this team because if you do, if it's a, like a mindless mistake or or whatever. I mean, I don't think it was all that bad what Jordan did, by the way. However, no, it, it didn't appear to be. Didn't appear to be. Didn't go to plan. That's it. Should go to plan. We expect it to go to plan. That's our standards. If it doesn't, mm. we're go, we're going to manage ourselves on on the pitch. That's proper proper professional players mm. doing that. That's the difference. I mean, everything just seems to be that a bit more um, professional. Yeah. But also the intensity seems to be higher. Because mm-hmm. you've got to be honest. I mean, I've got to be honest. I th- you know, if you look at the Geisley game, the first half, we should we should be scoring one or two. But we didn't look great. No, we didn't play that well. We did, and particularly in the first half. But that late goal has just been a catalyst, mm-hmm. you know, for the, for what we've seen since, and um, it all goes Definitely well. Definitely has season. been the catalyst to just give everyone a lift. The whole crowd was. It's been a while since there's been a goal as important as that that we didn't really expect that late. Hmm. Just give everyone a lift. And of course, it gives. You mentioned the crowd. I mean, crowds are going to kind of be important this season in a number of ways for the players yeah but also for the club um, you know financially um, crowds have been good so far um, but if you, because of the new stand etc it just seems empty almost yet there's, there's over Lost. 2,000 yeah. um, it just makes it all a little bit spread out yeah. fast, isn't it? and 
um, it would be good if a good run really ignites more interest and, and, and if we can get up past the two and a half thousand mark on a regular bit that will create more I mean look at you know it's international break and then of course comes the international break in November and just about all of mm-hmm. December mm-hmm. when there's no Premier League football I don't think there's any championship there won't, there won't be football. because you get championship players playing in the World Cup yeah so it, that will be the real opportunity for all non-league clubs yep. to really make hay um, at a time when you know we come up towards Christmas and that's when football really gets interesting for many people it's an opportunity for for clubs to really try and get crowds built up and who knows lure a few in and keep them if they get entertained and I mean, we, we've, we've done this podcast for so long now. We've had times where... <laughs> <laughs> we've had times where, uh, you know, we've had, like, a big crowd in because of maybe both of, like, Sunderland and Newcastle weren't playing or playing away or something. And then you had schools coming in where there's kids there and parents and we stunk the place out a little bit. Yeah. I think this time, with the players we've got... Yeah. I don't think that's going to I hope it's not going to happen. I don't actually think it's going to happen. I think they put on a good product. They look good. Exciting matches. People are going to stick with it, I think. Yeah. I think that, that it's a huge opportunity for the club if they get it right. There's going to be games on either side of our game, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Put something great on. That's that's fun. You get people sticking around. and sh- We just need to show more people what, what this club's all about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good product. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. um, up in the stand, it was the first, my first experience of watching the game from the new stand when I did the uh, PA system for Jeff. It's a tremendous view. Um, it's a, you know, I mean, I like where I stand in front of the marquee with you and everybody, mm-hmm. all the lads and that. Um, but, it, you know, for those who are used to sitting at a football match, Brilliant. you won't get a better view. It, it, it's, it, it's great. It's it, and if we can get people in November, December, then I'm sure we'll we'll hold on to a lot by playing well. If we can, well, we're we're only going to get better. Oh, because the I standards, mean, yeah. the benchmark's been set now. We can only get better. Yeah, there's going to be days where we're slightly off the pace, but I, I, the one thing that sticks with me is the fact that these players give a shit, and um, that is half the. If I can see that my the team I'm supporting. That every from one to seventeen, everybody who's involved gives a hundred percent. You can't ask for more. Yes, people are going to make mistakes. It's not always good. Things aren't always going to come off. But if you can't fault people for for energy levels and attitude and desire, well, that'll do for me, really. And when you got that, it rubs off onto the fans. That then creates the atmosphere, and it's give and take because when they're not at it. Mm. The fans are like, well, I'll help you because you help me. We'll get the atmosphere to get you going. Let's just go back to Lancaster last week. We were away from home. There was two tackles made in, in, in the game at Lancaster where had they been at home, I think the roof would have come off. Oh, yeah. Michael Woods, when he did that hook oh. tackle, he got yeah. he got penalised, but he just Tremendous he tackle. won the ball. Um, yeah. And the, the, they're the types of things that uh, will we'll get the crowd. I think, I think where fans get annoyed and is where... You're constantly asked to create the atmosphere, even though it's not nothing's happened on the pitch. Mm. 
it's like you can only do that for a certain amount of time before you're like oh right, this is it's like everything in life right it's a, it's a give and take and uh, because the players are like you said are giving their all then when the players need the crowd mm-hmm. they will be there they'll be there I think it's when you ask the crowd to be there all the time they'll be like no no <laughs> I'm not going to do that Um it's kind of one name that's almost, almost gone under the radar this season. Almost, not totally. Robert Briggs. Uh-huh. Um, uh, he's just evergreen. Evergreen, just uh, some of his passing. Oh, like, I mean, everyone knows how much I think he's... he's I think he's the best player in the league still now. Um, and... When he looks around and he sees that the athleticism and uh, guile and intelligence of Smith, Ross, Woods, because Rob Briggs, because of his knee, can't get around the pitch as quick. And it's at it, it, a point last season he was being asked to do a lot of running, mm-hmm. which is nice. But he's playing centre half. It's so, at one point oh, that game against Bamber Bridge oh, no. <laughs> don't don't I felt don't. sorry for him but Stop, anyway we'll, we'll, we'll move on <laughs> I felt sorry for him but put him in the right position which is just just um, ahead of the two battling midfielders he's going to open the door for Alessandra because Alessandra's got the runs fullbacks have got the, the runs that make good runs and uh, Heaney you know I think just get, get it. I'll be saying, get him the ball in that position and he'll get results. And we've got Atherton Collieries on Saturday. A team we huffed and puffed against last year. Your cousin, that- I don't know if your cousin's still <laughs> playing for them. Gareth Pete. Gareth he scored. He, did did he, score? he scored that work. Yeah, that kind yeah, of. Yeah. He, he, he ran eighty yards and then fizzed yeah. into the top corner. I think he, he will be. It seems like he's a bit of a stalwart. Uh, and then he, he got thing he sent off as well. Oh yeah, he died. I was a bit embarrassing for the family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who was it? it? Was Dan Martin? Dan wasn't Martin. I got Dan. That was the last time he ever played. It was at their place. Yeah. Um, so uh, again, one of these what I call litmus tests. See how far we've come. Because Atherton will will certainly put it about. Yeah. Um, and the, you often spoke, and I, I know it's a, it's, it sounds a bit elitist at times when you say it, and you said it a lot last season to me, and you just kept saying, you know, we should be beating these, man. We should be beating these, man. We should be beating these, man. And um, I think we will. Mm-hmm. We should. If you look at it, this is, this is a very simple calculation. Investment and best players should win most of the games. Mm. And that's what we've got. We've had for a while. Obviously, you get this target on your back. <laughs> People, when teams like Athens come, they see the big stand, they see the top of the they who do these think they are. They, they play probably, put twice as much effort in as, as they normally would. But we know that's going to happen. That's not going to be a surprise. But we're ready for it this but year. We're going to be ready for it, yeah. and I think we will be. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll win by a clear margin, like two or three. On be good. Be good. I'm looking forward to it because I feel as though, although it was only Geisley just a couple of weeks ago, feels as though I haven't had a, a home game for ages. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to it. Because um, it was on a Tuesday, wasn't it? Yeah. It's like when you get a Saturday home game. Saturday it's like, home game. It's like a whole day, and it's been you. <laughs> <and> nice. <laughs> 
and you tend to remember them. <laughs> well, I, I haven't had a full night yet because of the cricket season, so yeah. this is my first non-cricket um, impacted Saturday. So, and of course, we've got more. You know, we've got the FA Cup against Mask. You know, we're going to be playing them. You know, four days apart in the, the league and the cup. At uh, home. Away in the league on oh, yeah. Tuesday night, and then um, away in the cup. No, we're not playing them away yet. No, 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 no. No, we've got masking away in the league on the Tuesday night, and then we've got them in the cup at home on the Saturday. And also, we've got this Durham Challenge Cup game to play against Washington. And I saw something there: the league game against Bamba Bridge might have to be moved. No. I mean, that's ludicrous. You know, no. a, you know, a league game to be moved for a Durham Challenge Cup game against Washington. Washington and Northern League Two. two. I think no, no, that we that should not happen because uh, you've got to have your priorities right. You should, because the games will stack up, like, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Well, We've already had one called off because of uh, um, the sad news about the Queen. Yeah. Um, which is, which has been rearranged which for a week on Tuesday. And then you're going to, you get the odd one that'll get called off and you don't want them to build up. No. That's how you switch, switch the game. Switch it away from Mariners and put a, oh, yeah. a, a youth team in. You could just have it at Harton. Harton Welfare. Yeah. Have it at home welfare. Got a decent pitch, decent surroundings. Put the, the youth team in. And Durham FA are just going to have to suck that up. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you win, what? if we win, which we probably will, mm-hmm. like, you can't really say very much, can you? Yeah. No, I'd, 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 I'd be disappointed if the league game has to be moved for a Durham Challenge Cup first round tie. Um, but it's all happening in the football world. You know, you look at um, look what happened last season. You know, we beat Scarborough twice. Mm. they got promoted and are flying high in National League North and that to me will happen to us if we go up I can see us flourishing at the higher level when, better pitches yeah. bigger crowds yeah I uh, totally I think that I think we will and we played Scarborough in a pre-season friendly and we absolutely had them on toast mm-hmm. maybe they had players injured but I mean Coulson was playing he's a very good player but mm-hmm. he did look a little bit out of sorts. Yeah, he's getting on now. He's getting on. Um, I'm assuming most of those players, but they didn't look that great when mm. we played them. Um, but I think, I think the difference between teams and those two, our league and the league above, isn't that? Isn't no, that it's a bit like the jump from Northern League to um, Northern Premier yeah. League North or whatever yeah. it was or what is now. Um, yeah. it's, it's the jump to the next. That's the, the key thing because they're still part-time teams. National League North, Blythe, Spartans, for instance, mm-hmm. Spennymoor, mm-hmm. um, who have just parted company with their management team. John Owen Bernard have gone. Um, mixed, there's mixed kind of responses coming from supporters. Some are sad to see them go, some are happy to see them go. It must have been difficult. You're making a, you know, a 200 mile or whatever it is round trip for training and for matches. Um, it's unsustainable. You can't, you can't do it. Uh, it's not going to work long term I think if I was those two I'd be looking for a job in Northwest because you know you kind of be travelling probably driving all that way mm. all that time it just takes its toll it's, of course it does you can't do it and, and Jason Ainsley is uh, <laughs> back in caretaker charge so it's great like, manager him you know yeah great manager yeah um, so all in all a very very Happy start to the 2022-23 season. 
18 points from eight games. Could have been more, but isn't. But other, as is the, this league's want, everybody beats everybody else. And if we can maintain consistency, everything will look after itself. Um, just want to say, uh, give a big shout out for um, Angela Bloxham, who has uh, broke her ankle. Mm. Badly, badly, badly. Um, tragic news. So, Angela, if you're listening, we're thinking of you. We send our love. Get well, get fit soon. Yeah. Hope you don't have to miss too many games, if any, because I'm sure Mark will get you the games on your crutches and what have you when you're up and about. So, make sure you take those painkillers because you can get some lovely painkillers when you break your ankle. <laughs> can you? Yeah. Oh, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> but, um, but Angela, we wish you all the very, very best. And also on Saturday, as well as playing Atherton, it's the first in a campaign set up by the club um, with regards to keeping things tidy. There's the clean-up campaign that's started. The club are looking for volunteers to help go around the locality, cleaning places up. And then those volunteers, I think, get into the games free, which is a, a good thing. So if anybody wishes to make themselves available for a, an hour or two to do a bit of cleaning up, let the club know. And also, what I, I, I read with interest yesterday was a, a new crowdfunder mm-hmm. um, set up by Steve Cam as the club looks to digitise, digitalize its history and all the different artefacts that uh, of, are in the vaults, as they say. Um, it's a big undertaking. It's a, it's a big job because you've got to scan it all, but then you've got to proofread it because yeah. the scanner doesn't always get it right. Yeah, so, um, and the scanner isn't cheap. So mm-hmm. there's a crowdfunder being set up. I think they're looking for £12,000. So if anybody has any spare pennies, every single penny counts and every penny will be gratefully received and received with great thanks. And uh, just one other thing, um, it was lovely to meet up with Gary Little Senior on it on Tuesday night. Tremendous. At Lancaster. Tremendous. He said if we if we get to the first round proper of the FA Cup and we draw Hartlepool, he'll walk all the way to the game from Blackpool where he lives. <laughs> he's uh, he's tremendous. He, uh, he we got to know quite a lot about quite a lot, didn't we? Yeah, he told us quite a bit. We're not going to divulge much on here. Uh, but. He's he's proud of his son. He's you can tell he's got every faith in Gary to succeed. You know, and yeah. everything he said though filled me with confidence yeah. that he's here for the right reasons. He's here for the right reasons, and he's a very good player. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got not he what he, that Notts County thing. It blew my mind. Like I said he was in the all-time like squad, the Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, or something. Yeah. Just purely for really for that season, you know, every Sh- single Sh- minute of every single game. Sure, sixty odd games, I think it was. We're lucky to have them. Yeah, we are. But we're lucky to have a lot of players at the moment who seem to be in great form and just finding their feet, um, and it's filling us full of excitement as we hope it's filling you guys with excitement too, as we come to the autumn, where uh, we, as I say, we play Ashington, uh, Ashington a well-played Ashington, of course, in the FA Cup, not, not in Bradford Park Avenue out. But now we've got Atherton Collieries on Saturday, and then Mask away in the league. And um, it was this around about this time last season where things just seemed to kind of change direction a little. We lost momentum. I don't think that's going to happen this year. And, I th- and I, I, I'm really looking forward to uh, what I think is promising to be a, a, an exceptional season. I've just realised what I've done. It what? was Marine away, not Mask. 
Oh, it's it's begins with M, and it's got oh, right. a similar amount of letters. I've well, got you're easily confused, aren't you, Ronnie? <laughs> I mean, you, 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 you've become some. You know, I'm almost like your your father on a set the match day, having to look after you. <laughs> when you nearly bumped the bus down on Tuesday night, dear yeah, me. Anyway, have you fixed your coat? Uh, no, I bought a new one. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Ronnie um, um, caused a fire on the bus to Lancaster and. <laughs> With his vape battery and something else. Key ring. Key ring and it. Um, well, we could smell smoke and it was his coat smouldering. So <laughs> thankfully all was well in the end. Even his coat because he turned it in. It's a reversible, it's reversible. coat. It looked all right. <laughs> Can't take you anywhere. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. No, no. Uh, but we're coming towards an end. I mean, have you got anything else to add, Ron? No. Uh, just thanks for all the support. And yeah. The podcast, the numbers that we're seeing. Are... Oh, the... They're absolutely incredible. I don't yeah. think when we first started out doing this, we'd, it's more than four years ago now. When we'd realise like how how many people uh, listen, contribute, and and uh, appreciate. Yes, yeah. it's, 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 it's very humbling. Very humbling. Also, share our, our passion as well, and um, you know the Twitter, the Facebook page that you set up, Ronnie. You know it's it's, it's flourishing. Um, the listen, the listeners we get to the live commentaries. I mean. Um, I do another podcast um, elsewhere, Premier Non-League podcast, and the lads on there can't, just can't grasp how how many listeners we tend to get. Um, so thank you, everybody. You know, it means it means the world to us. And if you still listen, if you still enjoy, we'll keep going. Yeah. More than four years into it, mm-hmm. um, it's changed. It's kind of changed its dynamic. It used to be the foursome. It's now really me and you. Mm-hmm. Um, for various reasons, mm-hmm. but I th- we get on all right. We get on really well. I think that was just <laughs> <laughs> well, we different have, expectations. <laughs> we'll have a lot of fun, and I hope you guys are having fun too. We certainly are. Really getting stuck into this this new season, filling us full of full of hope. So that's all for now. Thank you very much once again for tuning in to us. We will see a lot of you around First Cloud Arena. We will see a lot of you around the grounds of the Northern Premier League. And wherever you are, whatever you're doing, stay safe, stay well, and we shall see you soon. Thank you very much for listening, guys. From Ronnie and myself, Chris, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening to this Mariners podcast. There'll be another one along soon before you can see it. Robert Briggs. <laughs>